Oh boy. If you go back and look at the results of the first round of the 2013 NFL Draft, there are a lot of phrases in there like, huh? And who? And oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. It easily could go down as one of the worst draft classes in NFL history, and it is widely considered that. So I figured I'd pose a challenge to myself. I'm going to try and make sense of this first round. Now, let's redraft the worst draft class of all time, the 2013 NFL Draft. With the first overall pick, the Kansas City Chiefs select DeAndre Hopkins. The first overall pick was a toss-up for me, to be honest with you, with Travis Kelsey already being one of the best tight ends of all time. But I'm going to go with D-Hop, especially at a higher premium position. DeAndre Hopkins is his top three wide receiver in the game right now. And imagine him and Patrick Mahomes were on the same team? A scary proposition. With the second overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Travis Kelsey. With no legitimate weapons, the Jags go get the best tight end in this draft, and the best receiving tight end in football right now. The Jags offense was a mess in 2012, and adding a weapon that could do it all like Kelsey adds a safety blanket for the superstar quarterback, Blaine Gabbert. With the third overall pick, the Miami Dolphins select David Bakhtiari. The Dolphins get one of the best offensive linemen in the whole draft. Bakhtiari is one of the top tackles in football and makes the Dolphins' offensive line one of the best in the league, alongside Jake Long, Richie Incognito, and Mike Pouncey. With the fourth overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Keenan Allen. Part of me still feels like Keenan Allen is still overlooked and underappreciated in the present day. The dude is an exceptional route runner and has stickum all over his hands. Allen is a flat-out baller, and the Eagles can add him to an already loaded roster with Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, and Brent Selleck. With the fifth overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Le'Veon Bell. This one is pretty simple. Joyke Bell is the lead back. The Lions' backfield has been hideous for some time at this point, and Bell can do it all. This one's a no-brainer. With the sixth overall pick, the Cleveland Browns select Xavier Rhodes. People who are watching this in 2021 might laugh at this pick. But before the last couple seasons, Xavier Rhodes' nickname was Rhodes Closed for a reason. The three-time Pro Bowler was one of the better cornerbacks in his prime. The Browns could use a partner in crime for Joe Hayden, and Rhodes is that dude. With the seventh overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals select Lane Johnson. After going back and taking a look at this roster in 2012, I've come to the conclusion that this offensive line is straight ass. I don't even recognize half of those names. Lane Johnson is a no-brainer. Big, physical, and nasty, the former Super Bowl champion immediately becomes the star of the Cardinals offensive line. With the 8th overall pick, the then St. Louis Rams take Travis Frederick. The Rams offensive line was not consistent in 2012, and had three separate guys start at center. And I know center is not usually a top 10 pick, but Frederick is fantastic. The five-time Pro Bowler was one of the best in the game before his abrupt retirement, and would be a perfect long-term solution. With the ninth overall pick, the New York Jets select Tyron Matthew. The Jets might need help in, well, every single other area, but the safety position is in desperate need of some superstar talent, especially with an aging Jeremiah Bell starting. Matthew is as talented as they come and immediately makes a great pair with LaRon Landry. With the 10th overall pick, the Tennessee Titans select Kyle Long. This is easy. There wasn't a single guard on the roster that appeared in all 16 games in 2012. Long is as physical as they come, and as disciplined. 
the three-time Pro Bowler, would have been the perfect answer to stabilize the Titans' inconsistent offensive line struggles. With the 11th overall pick, the then San Diego Chargers select Darius Slay. The Chargers need to find a replacement for 33-year-old Quentin Jammer to play alongside Anton Quezon. In steps Darius Slay. The former Mississippi State product is a three-time Pro Bowler and up until last season was one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the game. With the 12th overall pick, the then Oakland Raiders select cornerback Logan Ryan. Oh boy. The Raiders secondary has no clear-cut cornerback that could lock up opposing number one wide receivers. Despite never making a Pro Bowl somehow, Logan Ryan has been one of the more consistent cornerbacks to come out of this draft. Now a free safety, Ryan's versatility and coverage skills makes him a fine choice at number 12. With the 13th overall pick, the New York Jets select Zach Ertz. With Jeff Cumberland and Kellen Winslow as the only tight end options on the roster, Ertz is the perfect long-term solution to the Jets' seemingly never-ending tight end problems. With the 14th overall pick, the Carolina Panthers select Kawan Short. The Panthers initially took Short in the second round, and doubled down with defensive tackles in the first two rounds. They desperately need defensive line help, so I like the Short pick. Now that frees up the second round pick for another problematic area. With the 15th overall pick, the New Orleans Saints select Teron Armstead. Back-to-back -back picks where a player ended up on the same team just earlier in the draft. When healthy, Armstead is a mainstay in the Saints offensive line. And still just 29 years old, he probably will be for the foreseeable future. With the 16th overall pick, the Buffalo Bills select Eric Fisher. You know, Eric Fisher really isn't that bad. We just think he's bad because he's not good enough of a player to justify being taken first overall. Well, that's why we do redrafts. You're welcome, Eric. Adding the two-time Pro Bowler to a line that already has Eric Wood and Cordy Glenn would solidify the line as one of the better lines in the AFC. With the 17th overall pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Jamie Collins. The Steelers had the right idea when they drafted Jarvis Jones, just not the right player. I fixed that for them, though. Collins can do a little bit of everything. He could cover well, and he could blitz the quarterback. Collins' superior athleticism allows him to cover both running backs and tight ends well. With the 18th overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers select Eric Reed. Reed has had an up and down career, but I do believe he initially landed in the perfect spot to maximize his talents. Just look at his 2013 rookie season stats. In a perfect world, I'd make this pick again. No redraft necessary. With the 19th overall pick, the New York Giants select Brandon Williams. A classic run-stuffing nose tackle, Williams plugs up a huge hole right in the middle of the Giants' front seven. The former pro bowler is often overlooked, as teams don't rely on nose tackles like they used to. But for the Giants' leaky defensive front, Williams makes perfect sense. With the 20th overall pick, the Chicago Bears select Desmond Trufant. With Peanut Tillman playing the best ball of his career, and the Bears' defense third best in the league at the time, it makes sense to add another young, long cornerback to the mix. Trufant is a good player, and has been for some time. Allowing him to play alongside Tillman and Major Wright would allow him to maximize all his abilities. With the 21st overall pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jordan Reed. I'll say this, if Jordan Reed was able to stay fully healthy his entire career, I think he'd be a top 8 tight end in the league still. The Bengals have their quarterback in Andy Dalton and have a number one option with AJ Green. Adding Reed to the mix as a safety blanket would give Dalton a much needed short yard target. With the 22nd overall pick, 
the Atlanta Falcons take Larry Wofford. The Falcons offensive line is pretty good, but they do have a glaring hole at one of their guard positions though. The three-time Pro Bowler would complete this offensive line and pave the way for the Falcons backfield and newly signed Steven Jackson. With the 23rd overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Sheldon Richardson. Sharif Floyd was a major disappointment for the Vikings, but I like the idea of taking a run-stuffing defensive tackle. Sheldon Richardson was the Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2013, but has bounced around the league since. But wherever he ends up, he always makes an impact on that defensive line. Imagine Richardson playing next to Jared Allen, Everson Griffin, and Kevin Williams. With the 24th overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts select Ezekiel Ansah. I know the pass rush was a strength of the Colts at the time, but with Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney aging, now would be a good time to draft a young beast of a defensive end to slot into the rotation, to keep everyone fresh and healthy. And Ziggy Ansah is the perfect guy at this point in the first round. With the 25th overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Adam Thielen. The wide receiver depth is trash in Minnesota. Adam Thielen is one of the best route running wide receivers in today's game. Drafting him to play right away would benefit this offense immediately. The former Division II wide receiver has been a top weapon for the Vikings for the past few seasons now. With the 26th overall pick, the Green Bay Packers select Micah Hyde. When Hyde was initially with the Packers, he was used more as a Swiss Army knife. He played cornerback, safety, hybrid linebacker, and was a punt returner. And then he left to be a full-time safety in Buffalo. And he is great. This time around, the Packers throw him right into a starting safety position. With the 27th overall pick, the Houston Texans select A.J. Bouye. After being signed by the Texans as an undrafted free agent, Bouye didn't get his shot to start until 2016, and boy did he make the most of it, eventually cashing out for a mega contract with the Jaguars. In our fantasy world, Bouye starts immediately for the Texans this time, and then maybe his prime wouldn't be just two years long. With the 28th overall pick, the Denver Broncos select Jonathan Hankins. I know a lot of you will say, who? But in my opinion, Hankins has flowed under the radar his entire career so far. He has never made a Pro Bowl, but puts up consistent numbers every season, and that's what the Broncos were hoping for from Sylvester Williams. Hankins is a monster at 340 pounds, and will slot in seamlessly along that Broncos defensive line. With the 29th overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Robert Woods. I'm double dipping on the Vikings with this pick. Adding Bobby Trees after drafting Thielen upgrades the weapons in Minnesota massively. Woods is as consistent as they come at the wide receiver position, putting up at least 50 catches in every year of his career except one, and going over 85 catches the last three seasons. How has this guy never made a Pro Bowl? With a 30th overall pick, the St. Louis Rams select Kiko Alonso. I never understood why Alonso never stuck anywhere he went. Nevertheless, Alonso was a great coverage linebacker and would be a nice addition next to James Laurinaitis, a name I never thought I'd say ever again. The Rams' front seven wasn't great at this point, but starting with Alonzo is certainly a step in the right direction. With the 31st overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys select Justin Pugh. Yikes. It's that part of the draft, huh? Pugh was never really consistent, but he always showed flashes. He could play guard as well as tackle, so that makes him all the more valuable. At this point, the Cowboys desperately need offensive line help. With the 32nd, and mercifully, the last selection in the first round, the Baltimore Ravens select Kenny Vaccaro. At this point, Ed Reed was 134 years old, and James Inhedebo isn't going to cut it. 
Vaccaro was a really nice find late in the first round to fill a position of need. Vaccaro has been fairly consistent throughout his career, and his coverage skills make the Ravens secondary a lot better. Jesus Christ. Thank God that's over. Let me know in the comments section below if you have a headache, just like I do, after listening to some of those names.